0: Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around. Because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supez. I have a special guest with us today. I actually met Dennis through our speed networking event that we have once a month, and it was a conversation when we met one-on-one right away. There were so many similarities that I said he had to be on our podcast so that you all can meet him. Dennis is a renowned hypnotherapist and the founder of Subconscious Mind Training. With over 20 years of experience in the field of hypnotherapy, he's helped countless individuals with their fears, anxieties, and other challenges by assessing the power of the subconscious mind, but he has so much more experience with a lifetime of cool things that he's done and traveled and businesses and just like so much knowledge. So welcome to the podcast, Dennis.
1: Well, thank you, Natalie. I'm really honored and and I feel privileged to be here. And the fact that you called me a special guest even elevated that.
0: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It's so cool. I don't do very many podcasts. I I do some, but I don't do very many podcast interviews. So it has to be someone that I think will be a really big benefit to the audience. So it Well, thank you I very much. Better. Of course. Let's talk a little bit about your chronic illness and maybe how that affected your journey as an entrepreneur throughout the years, and then go into the hypnotherapy a little bit.
1: I grew up in a family on a farm, but my father was an entrepreneur of many sorts. Actually going from the city and becoming a farmer was a huge step for him, but I learned a lot of skill sets. But at the age of 15, even though I was quite buff and, and I was working hard on the farm, One day we stopped to have what we call dinner, and that's usually a very large uh, meal at lunchtime. And as I started to eat, I had this incredible pain that just surged all the way through my gut until I fell out, actually fell out of the chair at the dinner table on the floor in a fetal position, trying to do something to get rid of the pain. I ended up crawling over to the couch, and my dear mother, who I just love her so much, tried to do everything she could to help me get comfortable. Well, to make a long story short, I ended up at the doctor's office, and this is now back in the mid-60s, and I know, do the math, I'm only 29, but (laughs) in the mid-60s, you know, the just did not understand gut diseases in particular, let alone how the brain and the body and how everything works together. So I was actually misdiagnosed with diverticulitis. However, they did suggest that I go to one of the university hospitals and I Grew up in Michigan. So the closest one was in Ann Arbor at the University of Michigan. And after a number of tests, they came out to deliver the news that I had Crohn's disease. Back at that time, 10 cents could have got me a hot cup of coffee. At that age, you think you're infallible. And you think, well, this is going to go away. Yeah. Little did I know it would go away, but it would take me five decades. The one thing that always stayed with me. I grew up in a strong religious family. And uh, the one thing I did believe, though, was that someday, somehow God was going to give me what I needed to get healthy and well again. What I didn't understand, he's on a different timeline than me. 50 (laughs) years is not what I considered a short period of time. However, to him, that's the blink of the eye. But I think it was with great purpose, because on the journey of my life, and I look at it as the university of life. I met so many incredible people. It was kind of like Dorothy on the road to Oz. Yeah. As I was researching, as I was reading, and I was still trying to live a somewhat normal life. So in high school, I ran track. I ended up going to state as a pole vaulter, but they always wondered why they had to get on the paging system and call my name for my next competition. Well, I was in the bathroom, needless to say. And so at that time, it was really difficult trying to find a lifestyle that I could live and still be normal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, you can't hide secrets because when the rest of the team would come into the bathroom and locker room, they just didn't know what died in that place. (laughs) It was uh, so my reputation precedes me in so many different areas around the world. But someday I'll tell you the story about clearing out a 737 between Singapore and Tokyo.
0: Oh, no. And it's the worst Uh, on planes, too, because the, the elevation just, oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yes, and so, you know, it's one of those diseases that had a stigma, and you end up with nicknames like stinky, and, uh, you know, if they are too brutal, well, you just pay them back, and I'm sure you know how you do that, but let me move forward. So, by the age of 26, I had my first bowel resection, And they took out about uh, eight feet of the intestine and half the colon. And so I felt good again. I didn't have that wretched pain in the gut. And I started to get a little more energy. The blessing was because I was still in relatively good shape, I healed relatively quickly. However, it was only about a year and a half later, I started to demonstrate a lot of the same symptoms. Yeah chronic pain, the illness, the diarrhea, all of these things. And uh, the inflammation, you know, certainly drove me back to carrying a bag full of goodies. I had about 13 different meds that they prescribed for me, some of them today, which they refused to even prescribe because they were so deadly, like belladonna. So I was a walking pharmacy,
0: Yeah. Little
1: did I know how the impact of the food I was eating and all of these things were actually creating another perfect storm. So at the age of 32, I had my second bowel resection where they took out another 10 feet. And uh, that one I'll never forget because I woke up before the anesthesia wore off and I heard them all talking about, you know, how are we going to move this guy because we had to staple everything. We couldn't stitch him. There wasn't enough to work with. And I said, well, just grab your hoses and your cables. And I rolled over on, on all fours and I crawled over onto the gurney to be moved. And they're all in shock. We've never seen this before. So I have a lot of stories about the experience. But the reason I say this, and I say it with humor, is that you can look at your life as either being sad and being depressed, which the mental aspect of having a 24-7 chronic illness really is a burden. And uh, it created a lot of problems in my life. So I decided the thing to do was have a sarcastic sense of humor. You have
0: to. Like, I I just had a colonoscopy on Monday. So what were we today, Wednesday? And I was awake through the whole thing. And so I was like, you know what, let me record it. So I have the whole (laughs) thing recorded on my phone because I brought my phone so I could listen to relaxing music. I'm like, well, if I'm not going to be able to sleep, I want to see this later. So I have like all of it, him taking all the biopsies. It's like raw detail. But I'm like, you know what, what are you going to do? I tell them over and over that I'm not going to be sleeping. They don't listen. And then for some reason, I don't remember the evening. So like I'm normally interacting with my family. I talk to my mom and then in the morning, I'm like, what happened yesterday other than the colonoscopy, which I remember. But it's a joke to me because if not, then we're just going to be, you know, sad and depressed people in our beds just like...
1: And, and we choose what we want to be, actually. And, and I'll talk a little bit about mindset and the subconscious mind and dealing with these things shortly. But little did I know that I was working towards that direction on my own without anyone telling me or being, you know, actually trained in that segment. But I'll never forget one colonoscopy. They required me to have them every six months.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's... That's brutal. You know, brutal. there's only one thing worse, and that stints after kidney stones, which is yeah. a secondary problem with a, a lot of these chronic illnesses. But I actually requested that I stay awake through this one procedure, and they kind of hesitated, but then they acquiesced. So we took off just like a journey on a road trip.
0: I literally have the video of the my
1: I'm, I'm narrating the story and I'm asking them, hey, did you turn the turn signals on? We're going to take a right. You know, hey, uh, you're going too fast. Hit the brakes. And they were laughing so hard. They had so much fun. <laughs> so it is what you want it to be. It can either be a bad, nasty uh, lifetime, or you can take and make it something
0: and become sick and successful.
1: Now, <laughs> When I was young on the farm, I think I shared this with you, Natalie, I was a fan of Tolkien and The Hobbit, and I had this in mind that I wanted to be this traveler, this adventure, and little did I know in my lifetime with Crohn's disease, I was still able to travel to 18 different countries developing all kinds of different technologies and relationships and meeting some incredible people I had stories of their own.
0: Because I've done the same, I think 24 countries or something like that. And it takes a certain type of human to travel with Crohn's disease because like I'm going to India in, in a month or so, but it's where am I? What am I? Well, you know what? I'll figure it out. I'll figure oh, it out. No. What's the worst that can happen, right? And- Especially That's why when we
1: love mother nature. She doesn't care where <laughs> we go.
0: <laughs> well, and you know, wherever you go, wherever you travel, there's other humans there. So they're using the bathroom too. And it shouldn't stop. Like there's so many people I know with this illness that haven't gone anywhere. But it, why? Like no matter where you are, there's other humans that also need the bathroom. We're not going to limit ourselves to not see the world and other people like you just mentioned. It's just putting but, ourselves but into a But you nailed it,
1: Natalie. We're all humans. Exactly. So rather than castigate a certain category of people with an illness or, or speak bad about it or whatever. You know, the, the one thing I like in today's day and age, being on social platforms, is we talk about it. We gotcha. share our jokes. And while the outsiders may not understand them, potty humor is really quite <laughs> funny at times. In terms of where this all led me, I worked in a lot of different industries. I worked in the paper, plastics, chemical industries, uh, sanitation. I worked in food service. I also spent many years in environmental technologies. In fact, that's why I was in Japan. Was I was building the, the world's first uh, styrofoam recycling plant in Kagoshima, which is southern Japan. And uh, my episodes there with my Crohn's disease are... I think I still have a rippling effect, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> but when I returned home, I felt that I had kind of reached a pinnacle in terms of a lot of conventional industries, and I began to really research how I could heal myself, because I knew Western medicine was failing me.
0: Yeah,
1: It seemed like that wheel, that cycle was beginning to speed up faster and faster as I was starting to feel all of the pains and sufferings of, and mental anguish and all of these things. So I wanted to, first of all, find something as an alternative to manage my pain. And while I would sit there and try and do a mind shift, little did I know that I was being attracted towards hypnosis. Mm. And after some research, I ended up doing some seminars by some world-renowned hypnotists. They were focused in other specializations, but I really was intrigued with hypnosis and the mind. As a result, I was led towards Gerald Kine, who was probably one of the most famous hypnotists at the time. And that is where I took my formal first formal certification courses at Om- omni hypnosis. But I began to understand how the mind controls the body. And the mind has a duality of its own. If the mind, if the brain is not healthy, then the body cannot be healthy because the brain Amen. controls everything. Yeah. Within a week, here I am managing my own pain. I'm no longer taking opioids. I'm not feeling that itchy, crappy feeling from the meds.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, while I was still taking Humira at the time, I was one of the first guinea pigs for mm-hmm. Humira. I got to the point where I said, look, if I really believe in what I'm doing, I need to get off all meds. And I never told my gastroenterologist, but, you know, I gave up uh, what was almost a free ride on Humira, which today would cost me $2,500 a month if I were to stay on it. But that began my journey towards healing. And then I met a nutritionist who also had been trained by Gerald Kine as well, And she believed that she could use hypnosis in delivering nutrients more effectively throughout the body. So I continued my research. I continued my training. I I still do to this day. I still do a lot of training by other associates that have breakthrough technologies and additions to my toolbox of goodies. But it was the regression to cause that was the game changer for me. And then as I began to piece together the puzzle that the brain would control the body, why not help do some things in terms of doing it at a cellular level, repairing the body, the organs, remediating inflammation. And I found that if I married it with certain nutrients and supplements, that I could actually accelerate that process. And so rather than become a a nutritionist myself, (laughs) I ended up collaborating with several others who are extraordinary. And I continued to a point where now we can see results as early as 90 days for people that do have all sorts of gastrointestinal problems. Now, the other thing that I learned was that the body will heal itself Mm -hmm. if you give it the right tools. But it begins after a period of six months if you've given it the right tools all along. And then it accelerates the healing process in anywhere from 12 to 24 months. So it took me a total of about 18 months when I reached that final place where my astroenterologist called me and said, Dennis, it's time for another road trip. You have to have a colonoscopy. I said, oh, doc, I just had one. He said, Dennis, I know you're one of my best patients, but that was nine years ago, and you're supposed to have them every six months. I hesitated, but then in the back of my mind, I said, I need another benchmark. So I went in. Now, what shocked me was my doctor actually called me. It wasn't an assistant. It wasn't a secretary. It was my doctor. So I went in, did the road trip, but they wouldn't let me stay awake for this one. And when I woke up and came out of the anesthesia, who's in my face? It's my doctor. He said, you'll be in my office tomorrow at three. I'm going, don't you have a secretary? Uh, So anyways, I went in and uh, we sat down. He closed the door. He said, Dennis, he says, I want you to see the results of your colonoscopy. He said, do you see any inflammation? I said, no. He said, certainly you still have scar tissues from your resections, but he said, there's no sign of inflammation. He says, I can't find any sign of disease.
0: That's awesome.
1: I said, whoa. He says, I know what you're doing. He says, just keep doing it. I said, doc, would you give me a letter of testimony? Well, you know a western medicine doctor <laughs> nope. he can't do that you know <laughs> the pharma's got control over yeah. everything and insurance companies the government it's a rigged system i'm sorry to say
0: no it's so it's so true
1: so he turned around and he walked off i haven't heard from him since then and this was in 2017
0: wow, wow. so
1: i have been living a life free of disease since 2000 well actually even earlier than 2017. I just didn't have verification. So now I know so much more that it kind of infuriates me. If I knew what I know now, when I was in my late teens, I could have avoided 13 surgeries, two bowel resections and 50 years of pain and suffering.
0: I can relate times a million percent and it's so frustrating to look back on that first appointment when their doctors are like, there's nothing you can do. It's not up to you. It's not the food you eat. It's not your mind. It's not anything. It's just, it is oh, what it no. is. Here's, here's the pharmacy that you can carry around with your miserable self for the rest of your life. Like, and
1: the part of the diet that I really hated being fed by them was, uh, oh, if something disagrees with you, just don't eat it.
0: Or drink I some couldn't insurance. follow
1: that line at all, man. <laughs>
0: Right. Drink some Ensure. You need more nutrients. Take some Metamucil. Like, oh my gosh, it is just oh jeez. it is oh. so frustrating.
1: <laughs> and and you know this. The reality of it is, first of all, you can't be as productive as you want to be in life, in your work, in your career. Yeah. So you're not making the money you were meant to make. The second part is you look at how much it cost you.
0: Right. In Especially terms in of
1: pace, even though I had relatively decent insurance. Now, I I remember one of my uh resect, my last resection uh cost cost me $50,000. Oh that God. was my part of the payment.
0: That's honestly unfathomable to me as someone in Canada, like, could we, I don't I haven't had to pay out of pocket. I don't think for anything, any medication, even though they cost so much Humira, Celera, all of them, but I've always said that if I lived in the States, I'd be bankrupt because it, it is a disease that just like keeps on coming, keeps on coming until you take a step back and be like, this isn't working for me and well, dive into the research and books and realize that we have control.
1: Yes. And while the Canadian system is different than the U.S. Oh, it's still broken. <laughs> you're paying for it somewhere. Okay. You're paying for it in tax dollars um so you know that's that's a reality but the point I wanted to make is people say well how much does it cost to go through your program and I tell them and they're going oh wow that's a lot of money and I'm going wait a minute what is your life worth Mm. and gladly even today if I were still disease ridden I don't care what it costs if I could be free of that disease and of course, a lot of the immunological disorders are all related. Now, my, I have a twin sister. She ended up with a liver disease that almost killed her twice. So while her disease was manifested from the same triggers and causes that mine created the Crohn's disease, if you look at the body and understand how the brain and the body function together, it's no surprise that we have fibromyalgia and all of these uh horrible diseases people suffer. They are all related once you get down to understanding how the body works.
0: So let's talk a little about mindset and brain and, and how you believe that we can help ourselves with our mind and also how, because of our mind, these diseases manifest.
1: One of the first things that I teach any of my clients is how to relax. Because it's the anxiety, the stress that exacerbates the inflammation. And then the second thing that I teach them is self-hypnosis. If you can take yourself into that level of relaxation, if you can take yourself to where your control panels are in your subconscious mind, you can control not only your body but you can control your emotions your habits behaviors beliefs all those things that contribute to a changing your lifestyle because that is a key component to your healing you have to change your lifestyle absolutely and it's hard for the conscious mind to behave you got these two guys this one says don't do it and this one says yeah go for it you know yeah. That big juicy uh, bacon burger that's been on the grill, you know. And this guy's going, no, don't eat that because you'll be in the bathroom in less than 15 minutes. And this guy's going, yeah, but it tastes so good. You can control that in your mindset to something that's a bit more healthy and tastes just as good. Because the neat thing about your mind is when you go into that subconscious level, all of your senses are multiplied by as much as 10 times. So if you want that greasy burger to smell like something that's not pleasing, you can switch that that yep. smell, that flavor, that texture, and mm-hmm. it becomes undesirable. Yep. Then that vegan, which I'm not a true vegan, I'm a carnivore. But if I have to eat something that's not particularly of interest to me, I can change that flavor, that texture, that smell, everything. So it becomes a very pleasant and agreeable meal for me. So actually, at this juncture of my life, there's very few things I do not eat or cannot eat, except those items that are on my hot list. And that came from my food sensitivity test. And who would have ever thought that blueberries would have been my worst violator? I never would have thought of it. Yeah, because I used to sit there and just jam blueberries down my throat all the time, going, "Oh, think of all the nutrients! Think of all the goodies (laughs) I'm getting from them!" And and, then, then I wondered why I'm I'm running for the nearest bathroom. But in controlling the subconscious mind is where all of the permanent things reside in our short-term memories in the conscious level, but If you go into the subconscious mind, the first thing you want to do is you want to get rid of all of the blockages, the negative life experiences, the traumas, the abuses, all of those things, because they create toxins in the body. And once you take the trash out, as I affectionately call it, it opens up all of this fresh space for reprogramming with positive things, positive preferences, positive thoughts motivation and that allows you to then adjust your habits your behaviors and your beliefs so that you're doing the right things to heal your body and it's exciting to watch people change in a matter of sometimes days but certainly within weeks they no longer have the pains that they used to have they're finding they have elevated energy levels but not only that they've taken a different Course of direction in their life because Mm -hmm. now they're truly committed to healing their mind and their body. So, if you heal the brain both mentally and physically, it'll heal the body. And that physiological relationship is inseparable.
0: That's so I can, yeah, I attest to so much of it. And it's almost sad to see kind of when you're on the other side and you see people who just are unwilling to take a step back and, and access that subconscious mind and access the trauma that never has been filed away or never has been taken out, like you mentioned, and yeah. living in a constant state of despair and anger and depression and eventually disease one way or another. And you're just like, I have the answer. Like, you, it, it's gratitude. It's this, it's that. And it's like, um, yeah, I'm sure it's hypnosis. I'm sure gratitude is going to take away my, but it really like it's these, yes, it's, there's a bunch of things that we need to do simultaneously, like you said, accessing your subconscious mind, but also nutrition and also all of these things, they come together and they kind of fall in like dominoes once you've hit one, like kind of once you've taken the trash away, you have the ability to be more conscious of your your goals and dream and be happy and look at gratitude because you're not so miserable. I just wish that we could tap into everybody and help them because it's such it's such a I don't want to say easy, but it's much easier than going getting that Humera shot every week and Absolutely. taking all these pills and sitting in the bathroom and all of the despair that comes with and that's just a one disease, but you know, all of them have their own issues.
1: Well that happens to be one of my goals is to begin a training program for subconscious mind training for other people. But there's two points I want to make. And you kind of touched on both of those. The mindset and dealing deep down in the subconscious mind is difficult to do on an individual basis. So how do you take and make all of those changes? You need someone as a guide, someone that can do it for you. Now, what I do in hypnotherapy and subconscious mind training is I'm not the person in control. You still are. However, by guiding you through the process, you remove those things yourself, never do experience them again. Right. So you do have to remove those things in order to heal. It cannot be done in the conscious mind with willpower. Yeah. It's not possible. And there's a lot of programs out there talking about mindsets and using all different kinds of, of modalities to try and make that change but the subconscious mind is a hard drive buried deep in the subconscious mind. So how do you get there? And if you don't know the techniques, you don't know the processes in order to achieve that and then to help create those changes in the subconscious mind, it's not really possible without years and years and years and even decades of practice good example is meditation i can do a matter of minutes what takes people years to do in terms of meditation so you know why do you want to wait years in order to get to that level when bam you can be there almost instantaneously and get to work and get things done
0: for sure for sure. So that's
1: that's the power in uh, hypnosis, and the more I learn from even my associates, the greater the appreciation I have for what you can do with a qualified, experienced, knowledgeable hypnotist, hypnotherapist, or subconscious mind trainer, because you can achieve levels that you only dream of. Because your dreams really can become reality. And I help people do that all the time, every day. Because where do you think ideas come from? They come from deep within our subconscious mind.
0: Yep. I say it all the time. You don't have a dream or a goal or a vision that wasn't given to you for a reason that you can execute. That would be a very cruel universe, God, whatever you want to call it. If your dreams were just something that are never possible, right?
1: And I still remember those life-changing dreams. They're so vivid in my mind because it's not like a conventional dream where your mind kind of wanders. When you're given an epiphany or a vision in one of those dreams, it is real. Now all you have to do is allow it to become real in real life and embrace it. It, and yeah. that's why I was able to, you know, for many decades travel the world doing business because I had different visions, different dreams about doing things, just like the recycling plant in Japan for styrofoam. Who'd have thought? But that came out of a that came out of a dream or doing a biofuel can biofuel 27 years ago. Who'd have ever thought of it? But they all came from those uh, two, three o'clock epiphanies in the morning. Or you wake up and you're going, oh my God, I got to write this down. I don't yeah. want to forget it.
0: Yeah, I, I totally so many things and they they come true, they come especially when they're clear like that, like there's I know my daughter, I had her name since I was 16. But it was uh, I believe in 2017 2018, I wrote down in a journal 2022 Alicia and kind of just left it at that and forgot about it. And oddly enough, 2022 Alicia was born and I look back, I think it was 2021 or 22 on that goal list. And I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> like that.
1: Oh. You know well, have you figured out how that happened yet?
0: <laughs> well it it's I do it every <laughs> single year and it's crazy like I look back on <laughs> all of them and I'm like, man that's like I'm good at this
1: <laughs> now one one thing I'd like to share also is that when you're in chronic pain and discomfort, your dreams are held back because you're so wrapped up yeah in this this web of unhappiness.
0: Just once, yeah.
1: once, once you get through and you're able to manage that pain, your sleep becomes deeper, your REM mode becomes stronger. And then what happens is that's where the true healing takes place. Is in your sleep in that REM mode. And, you know, I have techniques like brainwave therapy to accelerate that healing. But when you start dreaming again, that is a clear sign that something great is going on in your body again.
0: I love that. I love that. So let the listeners know how they can work with you, where they can find you, and we'll link everything in the show notes as well. But the red carpet is yours.
1: The easiest way is if you go to submindtrainer.com, S-U-B-M-I-N-D-T-R-A-I-N-E-R.com, that'll take you to the website. At the bottom of the website is all my contact information.
0: And you got some programs they can purchase on there and take a look at and just kind Absolutely. of see. Absolutely.
1: But I also offer a free 15-minute consultation. And I recommend that they take advantage of that. And if it appears that I've kind of pricked the mind of your curiosity and you find that you want to explore more, then we can go into a full review and I'll show you how the whole process works. It's not complex, but it's a concierge process designed to an individual because no two people are the same. And in that process... It's kind of like Shrek. We peel the onion to find out what your triggers to cause are. And then once we determine a course of direction, then we develop that action plan and implement it.
0: Love it. And is there any last kind of piece of information, nugget of wisdom you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Yes. If you're suffering, if you have a problem, don't procrastinate. Take action. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is going to happen. Believe me, been there, done it. The reason I do this is to help other people. And I'd like to help you.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Dennis. It was great to chat. And I'm sure everybody's going to check out your website and, and see all the beautiful knowledge you've got for them.
1: Natalie, thank you again so much. I'm really I'm quite honored that uh, you invited me here today. And I appreciate you and I have so much gratitude for you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you and your next version of success is around the corner.